All right, welcome to Cool Creative Combos by Wawolo. It's almost a podcast. Why? Because we're trying to make it very consumable. Um, nothing too long so that you can always enjoy it wherever you are on the go. We're looking at brand marketing and the creative space, trying to dissect all the work that goes in there, the industry, everything that comes with it. And hopefully you guys can engage with it, be entertained and even learn a few things. Why are we doing this? That is a good question that I would like to start with. It's simple. Somebody needs to shine a light on all the great things that you guys are doing right now. It's really cool. I'm, I'm impressed. And I'm also obsessed with brands, especially local brands, and how they are being marketed and creative works of all kinds, really. My name is Kwabna. Sometimes they call me Jabin and I'm a co-founder of Wawolo. I'll explain that as we go along. What we really want to achieve with this is to create awareness for the industry and exceptional individuals that are working in it. We want to bring some transparency in the way business is done and hopefully whip up some excitement for all the youngins who are trying to take this as a career path. I am excited about this. I hope I can transfer just a little bit of that excitement uh, to you guys through this platform. So let's get interactive. Um, let us know what you want to hear, what we want, you want us to talk about and so on and so forth. Now, I keep saying we. Um, that's because I am not alone. I am here with my good friend, my brother, Ellie Daniel Wilson, and uh, he brings with him a lot of insights in the space. So yeah, what's up? What's up, man? What's up? JVN, finally, right? We are here. Yeah. You know, we spoke about doing this for a minute. And I mean, it's been like a year and still nobody has done it. So if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Yeah. So we are heeding to the call. I mean, I'm excited to be here. It's something we've spoken about. We do see the need that we document all of these exciting campaigns that are happening across our industry. I mean, personally, I think the industry is not as fun as, as it could be. Brands are being too careful. Nobody's doing anything radical. I haven't seen any guerrilla marketing that will get everybody talking. Yeah. But anyway, that's just me, right? That's just me. I mean, so that's what we are going to be doing out here. We want to have a conversation about who, who is pushing the envelope when it comes to exciting brand campaigns. Who is doing magic without budget? I mean, let's see. If you have budget, you could always do a lot of things. But who is doing the most with the little they have and that's the kind of conversation you want to have here so we'll get behind the campaigns we'll try and bring on here the people who are actually you know doing it to get get into their minds and see what were you thinking when you thought this was a good idea and were you so sure that this was going to land so this should be fun i mean stick and stay yes let's get started let's talk about influencer marketing and to me you're a boss in influencer marketing with your experience with hoopro and all the main uh influencer campaigns that you've done over the years we just want to find out a few things and we really hope you can help us. So my first question that I want to get in is how does one get to call him or herself an influencer? Now, is there a magic number that you have to have? Should you have something that, you know, something special about the way you put out your content? Something that, you know, you can just flex with and just now call yourself an influencer because I desperately need to change my bio. Um, so tell me, how does this go? Fundamentally, we are all influencers. I mean, if you put something on your WhatsApp status today, there's a good chance five to ten people would reply and say, hey, what's, that? what's this about? And if you were selling a shoe and you put it on there and somebody bought the shoe because you posted it, 
that influence. However, in the influencer marketing space, we've just managed to segment it and put a lot of definitions to the different levels of influencers. I mean, of course, it's influence, so there's levels to it. What you can do versus what, say, somebody who builds a bigger cloud can do will definitely be different. But at the end of the day, fundamentally, we are all influencers. We all have influences on specific subjects. The reason why Javin feels the need to talk to me about this subject is because Apparently, I'm an influencer in the influencer marketing space. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's because you've built some clouds in a particular area. Therefore, people trust your word. So when you say something on that particular subject or topic, it carries more weight than somebody else who isn't. So that is the understanding with which when we are working with influencers, we are looking for people who have influence. We do understand everybody has influence, but then there are levels to it. And given how, given how big the campaign should be or how far reaching you want the campaign to go and what kind of people you want to hear about the campaign, I always when you're doing campaign and you're trying to reach everybody, mass marketing is never quite mass marketing. It's so difficult to reach everybody with one message. So we're always looking for somebody who can speak to the primary audience we are trying to win at, and then we find that person as the influencer. I like I like what you said that everyone is an influencer, and I get it. I get that point. But listen, I I don't have influencer as part of my bio. I, even though after this, I'll probably do that and change it. However, I just want you to say it clearly for us to hear what makes a good influencer and what makes a bad influencer because i know that everybody has that there are people who have some you know uh, content creator slash influencer slash this slash that and you're, you're looking at the things that you're putting out there like, you're not very sure so i just want us to be very clear today from you as an expert what makes a good one and what makes a bad one thank you for this opportunity i feel like this is something that needs to be addressed thank you ah so influence right and there are nuances to this where what would qualify as influence for brand a might not be influence for brand b and i'll explain now i'm an e-commerce company and i'm running a campaign trust me my bottom line goal is to make sure people are coming to my website and people are buying from my website now there's another brand that is new on the market and their bottom line at that point in time is i want people to know about me i mean sales is good but i want people to know about the brand first and foremost so that i can move them along the sales funnel so what would qualify as influence for the e-commerce the e-commerce brand would be that okay i engaged you for a campaign and i got a lot of sales onto my website i drove a lot of sales i'm happy if you posted or did a campaign for me as an e-commerce company and Yes, people knew about it, but I didn't make a single sale. That is not influence for me. I don't care. However, the new brand that is coming onto the market, if they're able to see that their mentions have gone up since they engaged you, that people know about them more than before, people know about them now before that when you came on board as an influencer, now you've shown influence in that space. So usually I try to be careful in telling people to not be quickly to dismiss people as not being influencers, but sometimes how they are being used. Because sometimes the brand engagement yes I've, I've engaged you as an influencer give me numbers like yes likes are going on by the end of the day we don't even know what your brand means we don't know what you do but we know we've heard about your name is that really the influence you're looking for so sometimes brands use influencers as media channels and i'm saying this for the lack of a better word media channels like they're just broadcasting the brand but they're not really communicating what the brand does what it's supposed to stand for what they really want to achieve so you're not using the influencer right 
Therefore, you don't get to come back and say, "Nah, nah, guy, no It's not fair because I also have to, you know, cape for the influencers. It is not fair how they are being used sometimes, and therefore you can't say they are not. They don't have influence. But as a brand, if you want to get it right, you need to look at the person and make sure they have the attention of the people you are trying to reach. So if you are looking for young people, you think this is your brand. Um, let's say you sell ice cream and you want to. You want the ice cream to be popular and amongst the young people don't go using older folks to make this as an influencer marketing it's 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 a miss from that point onwards so you don't get to come back and say i use this guy nobody still knows about my ice cream it's because that person doesn't hold the attention of the audience you're trying to reach however you use a younger influencer a gen z influencer a TikTok challenge obsessed influencer they dance with your ice cream and all of a sudden your ice cream is popular amongst that same group of people now you come back and say wow i got a lot of results so we as influencer marketing strategists we are very careful who we discount as not being a good influencer sometimes it's the strategy you put around them i hope this helps okay so ellie you said it's really about how the brand uses the influencer that that sounds great so i just want you to think back and just try and remember uh, if there was a campaign that you witnessed or any beautiful marriage between a brand and influencer that you thought this was a match made in heaven this was perfect um the influencer was able to explain the brand properly get the right numbers to, so for it to blow but also get people to know about it was there something is there something like that you remember i just have to think on my feet right now <laughs> but i'll just fall on the very recent one that i thought was bull's eye do you know the song jackie is like something something do with me yeah she needs to bake a cake and give it to Dan- dance god lloyd like she needs to make a package a hamper and give it to dance god lloyd i watched it right before my eyes they did a dance routine they danced with the song other members of dance with the purpose did the song boom the song is a hit the song is a hit the tiktok guys the tiktok guys are saying they are the ones responsible for i mean it's, it's such a bold out. claim but there's some truth in there yeah there's, yeah there's, there's some, some truth in there, in there there's some truth yes. in there Okay, so now I'm going to get you to do something that you would rather not do, I know, but you have to do this for us. Um, guys, tune in. I mean, drum roll. Ellie, I would like you to give us your top five influencers in Ghana right now. The ones that you know and you believe are killing it in their game. Top five. Quick one. Don't even overthink this. Come on. Oh, I wish I had a lot of time to think about this. You said the question right. I should have checked. <laughs> but I'm going to go off the top. And I'm going to go according to industry. So when it comes to dance, I think the results show that Dance God Lloyd has blown a lot of songs just from dancing with those songs. So I think he's one influential guy. Two, I'll go to Twitter. I don't think anybody holds more influence than Kali J. And personally, because I've worked with him and I've seen the numbers behind the guy's post, it's almost magic that he can make a single post about your brand and then it's being talked about. He can literally drive conversation onto the trends without being forced. It doesn't get better than that. That's pure influence. Another person who has influence across platforms, and I think he's really doing amazing, is Kojo Sheldon. Now, his cuts across... I'm so impressed because he cuts across. He's big on Facebook. He's big on Twitter. He's big on Instagram. I don't know how big he is on TikTok, but he's so big on YouTube. Yeah. So if you beat him on, let's say Kali Joe beat him on Twitter, but 
he's not matching he's not seeing him on facebook like he's not gonna see him on youtube he's not gonna see him on instagram so he's my number three um most influential person and i feel like i'm having a very masculine list yeah. so let me just <laughs> let me just let me, let me just no manel no man i support the no manel campaign so yes let me mix it up um my fourth would be jacqueline jacqueline Mensa, i think she she needs to she needs to go to the next level yeah, right i mean when she came i don't know whether she was hungry so the content was fresh it was good it was funny but yes she still she still got it she still yeah, got the numbers yeah, she still she still has the numbers yeah she still has yeah. the numbers and then um my final one would probably be a political business influencer i would say john dumelo um i also witnessed how he would I mean, he used to do some influencer campaign for Batika. And I've also seen how he drives conversation in our Greek. It's all organic. And yeah. he's leveraging on his clout to he's, drive he's influence. He's very... Yes. 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 So, um... Bonus. Bonus. Shatawali. SM. SM has mad influence on social. So, these are, these are my top of mind based on industry, based on platform. Great, great. So, up to now, we've been talking about the influencers. Um... Do you think there are any brands out there that are killing it in the way they're doing things with influencers? Like how they're engaging influencers to promote their work, their campaigns. Are there any brands that stand out in the way they do their stuff? Interestingly, this same brand, they got it wrong on one campaign, from my opinion. <laughs> like they get it right most of the time, but then they got it wrong on one campaign. It's Diageo. Yeah. Diageo invests a lot. This is a hot stake, right? It is. It's a, it's <laughs> this is a hot stake. So, I, I do know they have a lot of budget for influencer marketing and sometimes you, you observe that they put a lot of that budget behind one specific brand. So you might see that this year they're going heavy on Origin. All the influencers are doing things with Origin. A lot of, all of the influencers are doing something with Malta Guinness. They're doing with Guinness. Johnny Walker. I see it. So if there's any brand that gets it, I mean, they are even putting it effort. And one thing that I'll give them props for is they're doing it the ethical way. A lot of people ideally let me just take a second to speak about this ethical influencer marketing requires that you disclose that this is a paid for promo or a paid for post you do not get to post something that you've been paid for or engaged as an influencer and you do not disclose that it's a brand partnership it's an ad it's wrong you are supposed to disclose that this is a paid for ad or a paid for promo with a hashtag right the adju gets guys. it right every time so if you wanted to know which brand if you didn't know the address brands and you saw an influencer posting about any drink and then they add hashtag ad just know that they are, they've been told yeah. you better disclose it because yeah. there are legal consequences to it so i really think they get it they do it ethically they invest in it i know the influencers are happy working with them because the money must be good <laughs> but i mean i saw them do with Mota guinness it was awesome they did a recipe campaign i saw people trying to use Mota guinness in different ways i had my reservations about how some people were drinking it but okay okay but the one time i thought maybe they didn't get this one right was guinness i've been i'm familiar with the brand guinness and i know what it stands for at least from where i sit i know what it represents especially with men and people who drink it in clubs how people are being perceived when they are seen holding guinness yes like it's 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 almost an empowering drink like you hold it like michael power <laughs> so imagine my surprise when i see a dance campaign around guinness like what's incredible ziggy doing with guinness I mean, like i love incredible ziggy i love his stuff yeah but do you drink guinness when you're dancing though I, 
I, I, I struggled. I'm like, how am I going to connect this guy's brand? I mean, I, I understand the campaign was celebrating creatives because yeah. I saw some of the people that were used in Nigeria. Yeah. They were using the Big Brother Nigeria stars. Yeah. But the dance bit was such a struggle for me. Black shines brightest. Yes, 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 that's the campaign. Yes. So I do get the way celebrating the blackness of the excellence of... I get that, but the dance though? Because I'm only calling out the dance because he was the lead influencer on the campaign. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So maybe maybe the next time we invite Abinatra Power Wilma to come and tell us the, the, what, what was going on there. Like, what was going on there? Help us understand. So those are my... It's the same people that get it right. Yeah, and it was the same, same time I thought they didn't get it right. Yeah, but about the dance, though, I have to tell you that everything... Maybe I you can help me, like, what was going on there? I know oh, Guinness. Man. We don't dance when we drink Guinness. No, but you see, it came with an era. There's an era where the Africanism was high, you know, back so when... So why the dance talking about Africanicity. Yes. Everybody's in the, And when it comes to that, when you try to put, like, imagery to it, um, you see a few things that run in, like, the, the colors, the dance it's those things that we consider african and maybe um they just wanted to plug into that same level but i get it if i drink guinness i'm not dancing really energetically oh um that's more more maybe guinness more guinness, yes yeah. <laughs> all right so let's talk about the industry uh, i have two questions for you one what's next for the industry and number two can you tell anyone who wants to be an influencer or who wants to be in this whole influencer marketing business um, something that they can use to guide themselves? People, people want to be. There are people who are starting their careers, people who are growing their pages every day just so they can become influencers. Something that you can tell them as nuggets that they can tell, take back and then utilize so that they're not doing this in a, in a vacuum or they're not doing this out of just vibes, but then, you know, with something to go by. So help us with this. Yes. Um, if you're an influencer and you're listening to me, please take a pen and paper. Take a pen and paper. This, this might do you a lot of good. Learn. So, um, now, <laughs> the media space has evolved so much. I mean, thankfully, I have experience working with a media brand. And I can tell you that sometimes I see individuals command more attention than a whole media house. Now, what that tells you is um, the influence and where the attention is has shifted. Before, you had to wait till 7 p.m. to listen to news. Not anymore. You can get the news from your favorite influencer or favorite person on the internet. They can literally tweet it and you have the information, right? So, the power has shifted from big organizations to individuals. That is the era of media we are in now. So, if you're an influencer, I want you to understand how much power you could have just by being an individual. If I look at Koji Sheldon's brand, he's not just an influencer, he's a media house now. People literally wait to hear what is happening in Ghana right now on his channel. So he's literally a media house. So the future for influencers, see yourself as an outlet, like a media house, like an institution. Like, TV3. like you could be bigger than TV3. <laughs> there are people who are bigger than some of our media, media houses here, I kid you not. Like a Kali J tweet could go farther and quicker then before a radio station puts together at 7 p.m news he's already far ahead he's gotten all the 10,000 retweets millions of impressions before a radio puts a microphone in front of a presenter to say this is the news for today so the power has shifted so much from media houses and it's coming to individuals and influencers so if you want to do this please do it right because now the budget is going to come to you all those media buying budget that goes to traditional media it is coming to you 
they will come to you and say i want you to be the mouthpiece for my brand and you can charge top dollar for it so if you're an influencer and you have aspirations of being a good influencer please the job big <laughs> the job big it is not you post and go understand you are a media house a media outlet and people actually look up to you for what you post now the second one is content creation oh god thank god for technology right the kind of content you post seek to do on social media and you take for granted you should know before you need a media house you need a whole production you need cameraman you need a big editing bench you need an audio team you need a crew to pull off some of the skits you guys do <laughs> like just on your phone so if you're a content creator i want you to know that now there's the barrier between doing awesome content and doing the kind of content that works it's it's really closed i see people doing green screen magic they disappear on screen do you know how much hollywood used to invest to get people to disappear on screen so if you're a content creator the tools are in your favor now like you're being empowered by all these tools thankfully a lot of them are free if you want to go premium there are premium tools take full advantage of it to do feel limitless right now just conceptualize the idea go to youtube type how to and add what you want to try to do and you get the answer and do great content and you'll be winning the third one is i want to tell influencers right like you, you have head on your <laughs> my english teacher used to say you have a head on your neck don't let it be just a loot on your don't let your head be a loot on your neck i want to hear my influencers speak on their in their areas like i want to see them write i want to see more thought leadership coming from influencers yes you you are the one doing it you know some of the challenges some of the opportunities what the future looks right about it i feel like blogging has been has been watered down to gossip and celebrity news when I, I wish we could see more people writing about the food blogging space like this is the recipe they make and there's real opportunity there even music influencers talk about it talk about the distribution challenges talk about the opportunities playlisting what does that mean you know i want to see more thought leadership coming out from the influencers and that would also go a long way for us and please build that niche build that niche don't try to be jack of all trades find your thing and be awesome at it and just know that the budget is coming to you as influencers so that's my word for influencers i hope you wrote it down it is all for you now the brands hmm. the power is shifting the power is shifting now people people underestimate cancel culture but <laughs> i have i think you agree with me just two weeks ago we saw one co-founder getting cancelled right before our eyes yes that is the power of the people now people are now realizing they have the voice they have the power so if you're a brand and you think you can get away with anything or you know you, you won't you won't you won't treat your customers right and you think they are not going to go on social media and call you out and destroy your brand yes that's the other arm of influencer marketing when we started out i mentioned everybody has influence you don't even need to have thousands of followers to have influence if you were unhappy with the brand and you posted it trust me people will jump on it and it becomes a big issue yeah. if you want to know how powerful it is go find out how answers you know the protest started it started from somebody i think he had like 600 followers so witnessed you know uh, well the, the those people what are they called the people who were doing the abuse the SARS, huh? The sword SARS abuses somebody in the KK, one of the those public transport, and they recorded it and posted it on Twitter. That was the beginning of billions of impressions on Twitter. A protest that was bigger than Black Lives Matter. Like NSAS was bigger. 
at least in that year it was bigger <laughs> than black lives matter so you can't discount somebody with 600 followers and say they don't have influence i want the brands to not just see influencer marketing from the commercial side but from the fact that every individual carries influence now and they could literally bring your brand down they could cancel you though don't be the victim of cancel culture because some people have gotten away with it you may not get away with it so please understand influencer marketing understand that everybody your cast all your customers are influencers and you should treat them right and make sure they are speaking about you positively online and for agencies i think it's about time we structured influencer marketing gosh the freestyle is too much what's the rate for an influencer post who has ten thousand followers nobody knows bro <laughs> nobody knows so it depends on how much relationship you have with the person and that will determine the cost I, I i dream of an industry that is standardized and not to say it to be the same across board but there should be some playing level that we all know if you are at this level we should approach you with this amount because i like to think of myself as i'm advocating for the influencers more so than the brands and agencies Influencers would like you to approach them with meaningful budgets. Like, don't come and ask for 10 posts and say, I'll give you 100 CDs per post. If you're running a Facebook ad, especially looking at the dollar rates, you know you won't get the same results. So let's stop trying to shortchange the influencers and try and get them to also give them their best. I want to see agencies organizing more master classes just so the influencers also get this engagement right. Like, the industry is so young and it's all over the place. And we are all stakeholders in the industry we should all come to a point where you know we are not just trying to use the influencers but we are providing value to them and then when they're also doing campaigns they are getting the right so that the brands are also getting the most out of their campaigns everybody wins that way awesome awesome damn i listen i have learned so much so much insights coming from this if you haven't picked up a book a pen and paper to write some of these things you might and you should do that this has been the Cool Creative Convos by Wawolo. Like we always say, it's an almost podcast. We are trying to keep this as brief as possible. We hope you learned a few things. Uh, we enjoyed, we certainly enjoyed bringing this to you. We would like to come at you with more episodes and we hope that you keep uh, listening to us. Subscribe to our channels, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. It's at Wawolo, which is at W-A-W-O-L-0. We really look forward to hearing from you on, in terms of like, you know, what you think, what you want us to talk about. But until then, it's been us, it's been myself, Jabin, and my brother, Ellie. We shall be here next time.